Hey, what up, true believers? Um, on these this long episode that I split into two, it's with my friend Joy Alicio, and we're talking about um, still talking about film in 2015. Some of my feelings about just being tired of of certain parts of pop culture. We talk about some television. We talk about Star Wars. We talk about Jurassic World. We talk about a lot of different subjects, and. and some of the thoughts, I guess, about watching movies and film, and we talk about uh, uh, Christopher Nolan and Stellar. Um, I enjoyed this episode recording it. That is, I hope you do when you listen to it. Rest in peace, rest in peace, Fife Dog. That's all the musical breaks in both parts of this. It's Trap. You can follow me on the social networks. It's Julian Lytle. L-Y-T-L-E. You can follow Joey at Joey underscore A-U-L-I-S-I-O. If you want to see his thoughts on, on movies and things on a regular basis. And if you listen, send me a comment or something if you like it. It's on SoundCloud. It's on iTunes. It's it's all over the place if you want to find it. It's on Stitcher. Uh Wherever you're at, have a good day. Peace. Sideways, but competition them must come straight way. Competition them try to come sideways, but competition them must come straight way. How's about that? It seems like it's my turn again. All through the years, my mic has been my best friend. I know some brothers wonder, can Piper really kick it? Some even wanna diss me, but why sweat it? I'm all into my music because that's how I make tapes. Try to make hits like it could be makes tapes. Me sweat another, I do my own thing. Strictly hardcore tracks, not a new jack swing. I grew up as a Christian, so did I, I give thanks. Collect my banks, listen to Shabarangs. I sing and chat, I do all of that. It's 1991 and I refuse to come back. I take off my hat to other crews that tend to rock, but the low end theory's here. It's time to wreck shop. I got tip and shot, so whom shall I fear? Stop looking, listen, but please don't stare. Suggest to the store and buy the LP or drive RCA. Cassettes and CDs produced and arranged by the four-man crew. And oh shit, Skeff Anselm, he gets props too. Uh-huh. Make sure you have a system with some fat house speakers so yeah. the new shit can rock uh. from Boston Master Pequa. Uh. Cause where I come from, quality is job one. And everybody up on it, you know we get, get the, the job, job done. done. So peace to that crew, yeah. and peace to this crew. Bring yeah. on the tour, we'll see you at a theater nearest you. Hey yo, but wait, back it up. Oh, easy, back it up. Please let the abstract embellish on the cut. Back and forth just like a cameo song. Well, that's, um, I, I'm a super fan of that show. So I think. <laughs> it's, it's something I put on my list, especially now that it's like ending. There's a couple of shows there that that have ended that I'm going to probably go back to, like a, lot, a bunch of FX shows that I'm going to watch. And I want to get into this American show since those people tell me about how awesome Americans is. So I want to give it a shot. But person of interest, I was like, I saw a couple episodes. I was like... I was like, all right, because like Amy, Amy Acker's in that show too, right? She came out. Yeah, yeah I was like, and I loved her from a- when she was an angel. I was like, well, the show, the show plays a lot like the first season is is very different from the rest of it. Um, but the first season is like the best, like done in ones. Like it's like a PI show, you know, like the first season, um, and it, it, it kind of has a little bit of like a like a 
like an angel Buffy vibe to it. But it's it's got the best elements of like the bat. Well, again, it, it's very much a Batman, like a Batman Terminator kind of show. Like that's kind of the like kind of mat- and, and, and um. It's got elements of The Wire, too, and Neuromancer, if you've ever read Neuromancer. There's a lot of stuff. There's also a hell of a lot of Wire people that show up in the show, too. <laughs> That's good. I want to see them get as much work as they, possible. They do a great, a great fucking thing with the guy who plays, uh, who played Marlowe. Oh, he's in it? Oh, he's man, in it, yeah. Know. Fucking, um, oh, the fucking dude. Uh, who's my fucking dude who was in Treme, too? Who's the fucking the chief. That dude. Oh, she's oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. I love he's, him. He's fucking cold as fuck. And, and he's, he's like, because he doesn't ever get to play that in uh, in David Simon's show. Yeah. Because he's always, like, the voice of reason or something. Nah, he's a fucking, like, a fucking cold as fuck dude. Um, oh, and also the fuck, my dude from Veronica Mars, uh, Enrico Colatone. Yeah. He's in it. He's fucking awesome. Great show, man. I, all right, we got to <laughs> We just did the TV. <laughs> <laughs> But I, it's a show, like, when I see it, I think, mean, oh, like, Julian would really like this. And I always wondered, like, I don't know if he watches it or not. But I I, it's a hard it. sell because it's a lot of TV. It's, like, a lot of show. Yeah. But you'll once you're in it, like, you'll get hooked in it. Yeah, I don't watch a lot of, like, CBS shows. I mean, recently, I tried a couple. So, it's just, I have channels that I, just, I never turn to. <laughs> so, it's just, like, I think of CBS. CBS has a lot of shitty programming. But they had, like quietly had two of the best dramas on TV kind of on their network that like no one really talked about which was The Good Wife and that and it's like and now now they're getting this appreciation because they've hit like streaming and stuff so people are like really watching it now like oh this is actually really these are actually really good shows but like they were able to like quietly have these kind of like um, like really good almost like subversive shows on that network because like so many people just watch CBS and they just watch what's on it so yeah. like any shows, but they, they does, it doesn't always translate to I guess the hipper crowd who's watching yeah. all the cable shows. But we'll see what happens now. Now that yeah, like they just, well, again, both shows are ending, so it doesn't really matter. But yeah. so I got a question: Did you watch Hateful Eight, and did you like Hateful Eight? I loved Hateful Eight. Yeah, I fucking love that movie so much. Did you see it the right way? I saw that shit the road show with uh. the overture. <laughs> like the intermission, my, my ten minute break or whatever, got my extra food. <laughs> that was, yo, that movie was not what I was expecting it to be. It's funny because I went into it not thinking, like I wasn't really excited about it beforehand because I was excited about it only from the the vantage point of the seventy millimeter thing. But like the movie, I was like, I don't know, like I didn't really like the Django that much. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, oh, it's another Western. I'm like, what's he doing? I'm like, I, I, I like Tarantino a lot, but, like, I'm not a uh, – I like him more than the movies almost. Like, I'd rather, like, listen to him just talk about movies than necessarily watch all of them. Yeah. I love – like, I love Inglorious Bastards, and that's a really – I think that's, like, that's one of the best movies ever made. I love that movie. And I love Jackie Brown, and he wrote one of my favorite movies, True Romance. So he's always got those. Yeah. Um, but, but like, I'm always, like, I always like whatever he does, but I'm never, like, as over the moon about it as a lot of people are. And this one, I was like, okay, I don't know. I wasn't, like, that, I wasn't, like, totally into it. And then, like, I kind of, I think that was another good thing. Like, I, I went in just watching. I didn't really follow about, I didn't read this, that script, that Lee. I don't, I didn't do any of that. Oh, yeah, I, just, I didn't do that either. I was like, I just was going in. I don't know who any of the characters are or anything. I just watched it, as, and it was like, and I, I it totally got me. And I, I, I was, I think it's, like, I think it's his third, it's definitely his third best movie, in my opinion. It's so much like a play. Like, it's just a bunch of people in a room, and it's captivating. You know, like, people come in and out, and 
I love the way he used chapters and narration. I like how Samuel Jackson's character essentially is the hero of the story. Um, well, sort of. Yeah, well, he's a he's he becomes like the centerpiece. I like Walter Goggins. I like the I like the arc of his character. I well, like, the thing I really like, and I thing I like about this is something I like about Tarantino stuff a lot of times is, um, and I think he did, this is one of the best examples of doing that. I kind of like how the first half, like you, you make up your mind about a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And you, again, like you assume Walton Goggins, oh, you know, like there can be no redeeming value to that guy. And then in the second half, it's like, well, no. And like, it's, I kind of look at, again, like I think like what he's, like, again, I kind of like what he's saying about America in that way. And I, you can look at it as a very pessimistic message, but it's kind of, you can also look at it in a hopeful way too. Is like, you kind of get all these people together with all their, your preconceived notions about them, about each other, or whatever. And, like, in the end, in a way, because everybody's getting mixed up in the shit at some point, and you all kind of become equal at some point. And it's like they kind of – all these people are kind of like – you kind of make the the allies in the weirdest of ways. So someone like, again, like, you know, like Walton Goggins and, and Sam and Joe, L. Jackson's character are, like, literally at each other's throat for the whole first mm-hmm. half of the movie. And then by the end, because of circumstances, they see each other now on an equal ground. Mm-hmm. Um and then, they, again, in the movie, they kind of, they almost get to be equally evil, actually, in <laughs> certain point in their actions. But there's almost like an altruistic feeling about it, where, like, these guys, in that moment, that, that, that hatred went away, and they were able to come together for what they perceive as a greater good. Yeah. Um, and, and it's like, it happens in the fucking, like, one of the most, like, you know, bloody, most disturbing ways possible. But in that moment, there's hope. If there's hope for those guys, there's hope for all of us. <laughs> like, they can get past... If they can get past whatever was going on there, they can come together. To the fact where they're embracing each other at the end, yeah, yeah, it's like, like then what the fuck's the problem, people? Like, it's anybody. It's no big deal. And one day, we're all the same. And we're all, we're all fucking blood and guts at the end. You know, also, best surprise Channing Tatum appearance to date. I, yeah, I really, I liked him a lot in that movie. I'm like, that's that's when I saw that, I'm like, oh, you're great. Also, that's why you're gonna be a perfect gambit. <laughs> Fuck you, haters. <laughs> I was like, oh, you're speaking French. You're being all cool and suave. Like, yep, that's why you're gambit. But okay. But that movie, oh man, and like the the use of the flashback to show you like how everything was set up, and I was like. This is a tight film, and I think it's weird to me that so much was made over his use of the N-word in the film. I, the thing is funny, like, it's, just like, it's, like, it's all terrible the, people. And it wasn't the point, though, that, like, you know, it's supposed to make you uncomfortable, like, you're supposed to think about it, like, you're not, like, I, I also hate when people bring it up, like, oh, well, there were some idiots, like, laughing at this point, point. it's like, well, what the fuck, that's not the movie's fault. That the it does, you know, and also some of that stuff is supposed to be funny. Like you're supposed to kind of laugh at the absurdity of some of it. And it's I, like, I don't know. For me, it's like this: it's Reconstruction era America. I just expect some most pe- most white people to call call black people niggers. I just do. Like I, I don't. But then the flip side of that, then there's people like an angry that Sam Jackson's character gets built up to be super heroic, but then he's got his other shit, and they don't like that. It's like, oh. again, it goes both... It's like, well, no, I actually like that, because it shows that, you know, he's a fucking person. Like, you know, like... Like, 
not everybody, not every situation has heroes and villains necessarily. I and even like, think what he what he said he did is completely justified, especially after Django. Like, I almost see this as like either he's related to Django, like <laughs> it's like it it makes sense like what his character did to um was it Bruce Dern's character's uh, uh son or whatever. I'm like, well, yeah, whatever, like. All right, like like I go lie. I found that funny. Like, I did ah, ah, that's <laughs> that's what you get. <laughs> oh, I don't, I like, I I don't know. I, I love his use of Kurt Russell in it. And Kurt Russell got to play John Wayne in two movies this year. Goddamn right he did. <laughs> but here's a good example. Like I was talking about this um, with my friend uh, Chris Johnson because we talk about like movies all the time. Um, and he really likes this movie a lot too. Um, but we were saying like there's another movie that came out called Bone Tomahawk, which is fantastic. It was a total. I don't know if you saw it. It was a totally I saw the nice trailer, and, and I have it, and I plan to watch it because it's Kurt Russell in the western, and he's looking tough. It's it's fantastic. It's great. It's like it's like the it's like everything you heard about. It's a searcher's meets like cannibal holocaust. It's it's an amazing fucking movie. Um, but the thing I thought was interesting is that's a movie that has some stuff where he tries to deal with some racial overtones and it kind of turns away from the skid. And the thing I thought is interesting about Hateful Eight and why I, I almost I almost have to put it above... Well, Bone Tomahawk is a classically, I guess, would be considered a better movie, judging by whatever, you know, classical ways you determine what's good yeah. or bad. It's like... And it's a great movie. I loved it a lot. It was it was one of my favorites this year. But I I gotta give it to Hateful Eight because it it turns into that fucking skid. It's getting into the dirtiest, starkest shit. It's not afraid to jump in that pool and really discuss racial tensions like as deep as it can, while still being a really entertaining like movie. Like it's again, it's not medicine. Um, but it's like, and I really appreciate that because like it's like. People don't want to do that. Even again, even people who like consider themselves very progressive or whatever, people don't want to deal with any of that stuff. They don't want to see that in movies so much. And I kind of get it. Like sometimes you just want entertainment. You don't want to be dealing with that constantly. Um, again, you even hear that from like a lot of like black critics and stuff. They don't want to see like slave movies. They don't want to see this anymore. They want to just like see a regular movie. And it's like I can't, but I gotta admire Hate Flate in this day and age to go that fucking deep into it. It's like, that's that's admirable. Because, like, you know, he doesn't have to do that. Yeah. He could have done that. And this movie would have been a way bigger hit if he didn't. But it's like, I like the fact that he did. Because that's what made people so uncomfortable. And that's, I think, what made a lot of people being like, I don't know if I want to see that. Because you got all this bad word of mouth. Like, that again, I, I kind of look at... Um, we mentioned Interstellar so much. But that, that movie is like Tarantino's Interstellar. Because it's like this big ambitious thing it wants to save fucking it wants to save celluloid it's got all these fucking ideas it's gonna make you uncomfortable about things gonna make you rethink stuff and people don't like that and like that's that was his point where like he was like you know he couldn't do any wrong like everything was like his movies are making more money than they were when he was even bigger in the 90s and he was like and it's like he hit that roadblock with this one again it didn't fail but it didn't. It really didn't bring in what they thought it would, would bring in. So now it's like a little bit of a mark on him. Like, oh, he's not untouchable now. Yeah. Um, and people really could not wait to use that against him. And that movie, which I think is a shame because it's a great movie. If, of this year, how many really great like cinematic experiences are you really going to remember? I'm going to remember that one. That I'm, was a real. Yeah. You know? For me, it's Hateful Eight. It's Mad Max Fury Road. And like Ex Machina, like those were like the three most impressive movies I saw like 
like I came out of that theater like yo that was a movie that's some filmmaking I still watch Mad Max like every time it's on HBO and then I'm just reliving my memory and watching it on the big screen but like Hateful Eight like I haven't even like I haven't seen a regular version of it like now I, like, I gotta wait to get the Blu-ray cause I don't wanna see the non like roadshow version I want the over- overture in it beginning and the, and, the, <laughs> and the intermission I want all that like I would like like I still think about that whole process and like the way that movie set up and like them walking putting the pins in the ground see, like, the that's interesting you know you said it's very much like a play or even a novel with like the chapters and stuff yeah. but like but I thought that was one of his like more visually interesting movies. Um, yeah, the people, it was. The people immediately say, "Oh, there's no because oh, why why did he shoot it in this format? Um, if oh, they're just in the like closed space." I'm like, "Well, that's the fucking point because you get the fucking widest view possible of this room, yeah. and you can see how these people are reacting to each other in this room, and it makes the fucking feeling because every fucking frame you see almost everybody, you see how fucking cramped." Everybody is together, and then when they do do a close up or something, it, like it means so much it's more. A big deal, yeah. Yeah, like I don't know. It's a bit- and even when the shots that you do see outside are really beautiful shots, like, like well, they I- made sure that they got enough Vista shots in there to, to put that seventy millimeter tag on it. Yeah. But most of the movie really takes place in the, yeah, in, the, in that cabin. It's like, but that's the fucking point that's of the why movie. I love it. Yeah. Like it, it, I remember him talking about like we. I was watching the um. You know the Hollywood Reporter has those 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 round tables, and now they put me putting them on Sundance Channel. And he was talking about like it was like you're not really going to stop for ten movies. He's like, yeah, I'm going to stop, and I'm just going to write about film and make maybe make plays. I'm like, okay. And I was like, when I saw that, I was like, yep, Hateful Eight was like that was your practice session because that to me like it's a film, but it also he's like it's almost he's like yo if I want to tell a story in like a room. I can do it. Like he can, he did it with Hateful Eight. Like he can do it on the stage to direct a play, to write and direct a play. He can do it. Like he know, like he. That's like the proof, the proof of concept. Like he can do a play. And I look forward to a Quentin Tarantino play. That'll be some shit I'll travel to go see. But uh, what else was there? Because I'm trying. Like I feel like there's a lot of other movies. I feel like we got to got to hit them all. Yeah, well, you know, Concussion was okay. Creed, did you see Creed? Yeah, Creed was great. Creed was Creed was amazing. I I found Creed amazing because it not only was it a new movie, but it was like it was just the first Rocky. It was like it had all the same beats. I'm like, this is amazing. It's it it works. I thought it did what Star Wars was trying to do better. Yes. And that's again, Star Wars is fine. I'm just saying of it like if I was gonna put one above the other, I would definitely put Creed. In yeah, it, it to me it it exactly does that. Like if you want to like make you remember the first movie, Creed does all that. Yet also being completely new, pushing you to the future. I'm like, well, damn. Like it, it's kind of fun though. Now that the movie's getting like caught up in this like. I don't know, like now, like whatever, like after the whole like Oscar thing, people were like, oh well, well, Stallone doesn't deserve an Oscar. It's like, well, no, it's like no. I don't agree with that. No, he does. He does. Like, <laughs> I, like when I when I get like, in that argument, I'm like, yo, as great as the movie is, it's like the reason the reason you're there really is because of Stallone. It's his franchise. Like he's he authored everything. Like, like he, it's one of the weird franchises where where two people have written and directed all of them. 
Mm-hmm. Six but, months. Yeah. This, is the, this is the first one where he's not in a writer-director role, but he's yeah. in a big part of the app. It's like a lot of the movie, a lot of it was really effective about it, is seeing him age on screen. And, like, that's what really, like, hits you. And, again, not saying the rest of it is great. It is. And, surely, I, I definitely think uh, um, Ryan Coogler probably should have gotten a director's nomination. I, I totally agree with all of that. And, and he, did, he did get a best picture, though, right? Or no? No. No? All right. Well, definitely should have gotten that as well. But I'm saying to say, like, all right, don't go – all right, you can be mad about that, but don't go picking on, like, the one part of it that did get noted. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I can't it's, stand that. It's, like, it's, it's, like, it's so regressive to me. It's, it's – for me, I have an issue with it because like, as a person that watched all the Rockies, especially like really liking Rocky Balboa, when you watch I, I, I kind of went into – I don't know if you did too, but like I kind of went into this one like – I don't know. I wasn't sure about it because I loved Rocky Balboa. Like, Rocky. I thought that was the perfect end to a series. Almost as good as the first one. I thought it was fantastic. I still watch that movie. Because it's, it's amazing, and I, I just like that point. I love that he went out on his own terms. He like yeah. went, in, he went, in, went, in, went out writing and directing it. It was a big hit. It was great. And it was like, again, we're coming up on 10 years of that this year, right? It's 10 yeah. years. Oh, and I was like, wow. I didn't, I've seen that movie so many times. I didn't even think of that. I was like, it feel, feels really fresh to me. And I said, okay, someone else is going to come in and write and direct it. And so I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was weird. And then like I saw the trailer. I'm like, okay, this, this could work. And then like when I really sat through it and I was like, oh, my God. Rocky is becoming Mick and it's just like because there's a lot of people who saw the movie who didn't watch who I know there was a lot of people who, who watched it just because like it had you know Michael B. Jordan and it's like a, it's like it's still like it's a black movie but it's still like a Rocky movie but I'm like for somebody like me I was sitting there I was like like I had everything from Rocky Balboa in my head I was like oh man like Oh man, like Paulie died and he's visiting both of them. <laughs> They're like, oh man, this is crazy. Like I feel like, oh man, what is Rocky going to do? It's like, oh, he still had the restaurant. Like, what happened to the chick he was with? Like, I was bringing like all these things, and then like when he got sick, I'm like, oh my goodness, this is like. And I was like, Sylvester Stallone hasn't been this good in the film acting in a long time. So I'm like, when people are going in, like. Yeah, they just nominated Sylvester Stallone. Like, you don't understand, like, for me, Sylvester Stallone is the best supporting actor this year. Like, Rocky Balboa in this movie, like, I haven't watched any other film with a better supporting actor. Maybe a stretch with Tom Hardy and Revenant, because I really like Tom Hardy and Revenant, because he's such a dick in that movie. But, yo... Sylvester Stallone. He's also one of the only ones where if you took if you took Stallone out it's of it's not free, the movie. It's not the same. It's movie. not the same movie, and it's not as good of a movie. Yeah, it's not the same movie. And so. I feel like if if that's the case, then you can't make the argument that he's like a worthless part of them. That's ridiculous. Like he's the most he's the he's the most important part because he's the key to to Adonis getting in touch with his past and his father. Like, if the whole movie's about, like, family and, like, five... Like, it is. It's everything that you kind of wanted from Star Wars, but you really didn't get totally... Then ask the other two when I proceed to let you know Exactly how to flow I'm not a lord, 
doctor, so just suckle with the hoe. Oops, my mistake, I didn't know you went with her. Should I run down the line of all the kids are done here? Don't be fitter. I hear that honey resembles a critter. Heard she likes it two on one like my man John Ritter. But back to the subject, you can't catch wreck. You must give respect to earn respect. Suckers think they can hurt me, cause now it's best. You're full of jokes. Well, yo, your name ain't flex. I got the riches, the bitches. I'm large like a huxable. You think you're all that, but your girl's quite doable. Yeah, I'm telling you, G, to back up off me. I'm not a man core hawk, but I ain't Mr. Softy. Rapping is a art coming straight from the heart. So forget the chalk, because the action got stars. This is the thing with Creed, and this is why it really works for you. It really just feels authentic. It doesn't yeah. feel exploitive of Rocky. Yeah. Franchise. And it doesn't it, feel exploitive of Stallone. It feels like, no, this is this, this is where this story would have went. Yeah, like, he's he's literally passing it, like, here. Like, I'm passing it on. Like, it could... It felt, it felt so thing, like, in the, like, it was, like, in the black neighborhood of Philly, and, like... When he was riding with the, with the boys on the dirt bikes, and then, like... I was like, all oh, this... I'm like, shit, this is a good movie. <laughs> like, like, I was surprised at how good it was. Like, and it's like, oh, man, it's just, it's, yeah, but it's like, that's what, what bothered me with, with the Oscars and what, what, what bothers me with, with what happened with the whole, and, like, I get the Oscars so white hashtag, but I thought it, it became a black and white thing and my problem was that it wasn't diverse enough because it's like it wasn't just black directors like I thought Kerry Fukunaga should have got something for Beast of No Nation or somewhere like cinematography or something like that movie was beautiful to look at even though it was like a hard watch because of the subject matter like like I like Benicio Del Torio Sicario there was there was just so many other like so many different type of actors and filmmakers and and cinematographers and editors that weren't that weren't just white and black that was like yo they ain't in it I just wanted more diverse or actual being diverse like there's people that's not black that didn't get dominated I thought she could get dominated over some of the people they say they was the black people should get in it's like well like yeah but like this Asian actor was hot or like this Indian actor was amazing or like that was like remember like last year when this came up and people are going on and on about but it's funny how again it's only certain people like people want to rally around remember like they were talking about supporting actors last year I'm like well what about uh, like Tyler Perry and Gone Girl that was the best supporting actor performance last year Yo. it's like oh again I'm bringing that people up no it's like yeah but that's what actually what a supporting role is like that's that's actually what a best support someone who you fucking don't see coming winds up being this like invaluable part of the movie um, and kind of surprises you um, but they're not in it that much. That's yeah. what the best supporting actor is. And it's like, and again, there was also the, um, I don't remember the actor's name, but he was in um, Nightcrawler, uh, who played his uh, assistant. Oh, he, oh, he was amazing. Was fantastic. I thought that was just a guy they found off the street. No, he's like a real, like a British <laughs> actor or something like that. I'm like, that's fucking, that's Oscar worthy, you know? Like, that's a real surprise. And it's like, no, they just go after the same couple of people. That, like, they just, they, again, like every, again, I haven't seen Beast of No Nation. I'm sure it just Elba's great in it, but he just seems like a name people say because they like you know like it's a safe one for people to go like well he deserves an award well yeah like he, the thing with that is that his performance is amazing and it's very key to the film but my issue with Beast of No Nation is that it deserves more nominations 
and people only rallying on Idris Elba because they love Idris Elba. That's what and I mean. I, like, yeah, just, yeah. Thinking even people yelling about like, oh, Will Smith for concussion. I'm like, wasn't this the thing everyone was making fun of? <laughs> like, oh, like now it's like, oh my god, I can't believe it wasn't nominated. First of all, none of you fucking saw it. Second of all, like, I'm like, really? I mean, wasn't everyone just making fun of him saying the thing in the trailer like a couple yeah. weeks ago? And the thing, the thing with concussion is, I like Alec Baldwin more, and I like um. Albert Books. Albert Books is good, but I also like Gugu Mbatha Raw. I, I probably miss uh, Beyond the Lights fan. Yeah, yeah, I I love her everything. I watch her in like everything she's been in. But I liked her. That in was another movie last year. Like no one mentioned like Beyond the Lights is being missed. But it's like oh, we'll just go after the one movie we remember that had a black guy, and it's like oh, that's what should have won. It's like well, no, like clearly you didn't watch a lot of stuff because you can actually find exam better examples. And you really wanted to rally around the cause, you know? That, that's my problem with a lot of things. That when we talk about awards, it's like you don't see enough of the People don't see enough of the work. Or let's just say with the Grammys that just happened, people don't listen to enough of the albums. So when I get to these debates and they're like this, they're like, well, actually, since I listen to all the albums, this is why I think these things should went over. I see all these movies. That's why I think Blase Blase should hit it. Or sometimes when people lose, I'm like, well... Because that person actually was better. Like, sometimes it's like, it happened to be white, but it's like, hey, I saw the movie. Like, I saw the film. Here's a movie we might disagree on, because I know this is another one people were going like, oh, where was its nominations? And that was um, the movie I really did not like was uh, Straight Outta Compton. Okay, straight out of Compton. Now I I understand some people might have you know more nostalgia for that stuff, so maybe they give it a pass. But I'm sorry, that is a horrible movie. No, I like, like that it. Film itself, I don't see how anybody could objectively say that that's no, a great. Movie. I think it's a really good movie, but it's do it. Its purpose is to mythologize. I'm messing. I'm making up words. Is mythologize. mythologize N.W.A. And, I get and that. rap music. It's it's good for certain parts, and and I do think the guy who played Easy E did an amazing job. He was good, and the and Ice Cube's kid was good. Those well, yeah, Ice Cube's kid was amazing, but also Ice Cube in that movie is a superhero. But like, like I like F. Gary Gray. They directed one of the best movies of the nineties, Friday. Yeah, like, but like. That, like I know what that is. Like, like certain things. Like I'm not surprised it didn't get nominations. Other than the guy who played Easy E probably deserved something because he was really, really surprisingly. I didn't even know where the hell you came from. How come you haven't been acting before that I paid attention? Good. But a lot of it is just like I still like the movie. I still like to watch the movie. But I also have nostalgia for like everything in it. But, like, Dr. Dre is a hero in that movie, and he beat women. And that's not in that movie. And I know, too, it's, it was too public for that not to be in that movie. To not it was be too public to not at least... I understand, like, not stopping the movie to, to actually show the events, but to not at least hint that that might be a part of this guy's personality. It's a problem. And, yeah, and, and it's like... And, but my more problem with that movie, though, is it's not a movie. It's like a Wikipedia entry, like, on screen. Like, it doesn't – there's nothing filmic about it. And, again, it doesn't even, like – I don't know. Like, I, I've seen this uh, – a few people point this out. I agree. Like, it doesn't It doesn't even, like, really take the time to, like, put you into, like, the period of time. Like, it, again, stuff in the movie – like, nothing in the movie really, like, seems authentic to that period. It seems like a lot of stuff just, like, kind of – 
like the clothes are kind of generic and like the call like everything just didn't quite look it didn't look it didn't, it didn't seem that way it didn't seem well, it, like they put a lot me, of work it, it felt now it felt authentic if you know about that that cali culture of that time uh i don't know i've heard it, from it people really that, were in it, that were in it that said like oh it wasn't it didn't seem to pay a lot of attention to that to detail but it was weird because they was trying to do they did like 10 years in like two hours and 45 minutes so you and I also like, I also am very offended at the idea that people keep saying, oh well, it's the first, uh, it's the first, uh, like it's the first one. I get this too. It's like okay, well, they make biopics of everybody else and they win awards. Well, now they finally made them of a hip hop group. Why can't they get awards? I get that, but they did make fucking another one that was a hell of a lot better than this movie, and it was called Notorious. So that didn't get any. No one, no one was going to bat for that one. No, because well, I, I that yeah, we're gonna disagree. Notorious isn't better than. Notorious is amazing. Amazing. <laughs> There's more inaccuracies with Notorious. I don't care just, about inaccuracies. <laughs> I'm talking about an actual film. Like, does it work as a film? And uh, I think that that works as a film better than Street Outta Compton does. I don't know. I think there's some shot. I think there's a better direction in cinematography than Straight Outta Compton. Like that was when they're driving down the main street oh, after they got their hit, and they're like riding the low rider, and like all the people were just getting like that's they had some, had some amazing scenes in it. Like in a way, uh, it's, that, it's, that, that argument is, is nil just on the fact of that, that fucking line where he's like, "What are you gonna call it?" Aftermath. I was like, "That's it. Whoever <laughs> fucking wrote this should be shot. This is terrible. Who the fuck thought this was good? Like this, you were like, you know what? Perfect. Send it out. It's good. Perfect. You know, I also find it funny that Shiv Knight was so cartoonishly evil. Oh my god. <laughs> It was so cartoonishly evil. Didn't he have, like, dog fights in, like, his green room or whatever? Uh, yeah. Or yeah. He's doing all that. I'm like, <laughs> yes, we know these things happen. But, again, there was no there was no subtlety to Suge Knight's character. He was evil the moment you see him on screen until the last time he's on screen. Like, yo, you're you're an 80s cartoon villain. Like, you're bad. You're 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 just terrible. And you know, they, they, see that's the thing. It's like I really like the movie. I can see them. I can get liking it from like liking it from how I watch like uh, you know all these Lifetime movies about. Nah, uh, man, it's way better than that. It's not that bad. Nah, to it's me, it was bad. on like the level of that stuff. Like nah, if this was man. on TV, I probably wouldn't have really had a lot of complaints. I was like, oh, whatever, it passed the time. But the fact that it was like this big budget movie that was getting all this praise, I just walked. I watched it on that level, and it didn't did not work for me on that level. I think it was it was a, a for me it was a good decent. Biopic movie. They had oh, yeah, some on the grounds of bio, which again is not. I'm not. That's be great on a curve on biopics generally. You know, I was like, well, biopics are movies made to, I guess, be watched at home in the on like a Sunday afternoon on TV when there's nothing else on. I guess maybe if I was putting in that criteria, I guess it would be fine. Because <laughs> it's, it's not just, the most like I'm liked it. Like I tell people like, yo, Shred Account it was dope. Like go see it. Like especially people who don't know enough about rap music. Like here, yeah, I can save myself like I can make a, a, a three hour discussion into an hour discussion if you just go watch this movie I can just fill in all the blanks of the stuff you know? <laughs> I use it like a teaching tool <laughs> I use it like a teach like you know I don't have the time to explain to you the history of, of NWA go watch this movie they come back and I can explain the other stuff <laughs> well I knew enough I knew enough about the history to know when they were skirting certain issues yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> Rob Zone doesn't know anything. He's just like, wow, these Brigade guys were fantastic. Yeah. They never did anything wrong ever. Yo, Ice Cube is a superhero in that movie. He's a superhero. He fights eight men, never get hurt. He makes all the best decisions. Like, you know, right when it had this like, executive producer, Dr. J. <laughs> yeah, like. <laughs> uh, so it's. it's but There's I, a lot of stuff apparently like Easy E did that was good that they attributed to like other people. Yes. <laughs> but in the end, I still like the movie. I still one of my ones I talked to. It's still one of my. It's still in my range of like my top like fifteen or ten of the of the year. Like yeah, that was that was a that was a high point. I saw it with a great audience. Like because that goes a long way with seeing movies. Sometimes if you see it with like a really good audience. On like a really deep, like a really good. Not scene. saying it was chappy bad, but you know, I'm just saying. <laughs> you know, the movie I actually hated, Steve Jobs. Yes, I didn't care for it either. That one, when was I knew too much about the subject matter. I'm like, Steve Jobs didn't talk like Aaron Sorkin characters. This is. Wrong. I think my big problem <laughs> with that movie was the fact that they said. Like the Christian Bale was gonna play him, and I was like, "That's gonna, I, I want to see that. I want to see what that, what he's gonna do with that." And and then like Fincher was gonna direct it at one point, and I was like, "I, I I'm curious to see what that looks like." Um, and then then Bale dropped out, and then Fincher, you know, Fincher dropped out, then Bale dropped out, and like, okay, I like Michael Fassbender, you know, he's he's a good actor, but I felt like I know what he's gonna do, and like that's basically kind of like what he did with it. Yeah. Um and. Danny Boyle's a fine director, but like I don't know, it's like I, I liked his idea of filming it on the different film stocks, but it didn't really. I thought more could have been done, like stylistically between the eras, like mm-hmm. to, to, to hop a little more or something. Uh, and again, I don't know. I just I, and and then you're just left with the Sorkin script, and I'm just not a big Sorkin guy. Um, so like it just didn't. I don't know. I I thought I thought Seth Rogen was good in it, but I I always like I, I always think Seth's like a really. He's like a, he's like one of the best like supporting actors that they throw in a lot of like if you throw him in a drama and stuff like oh, that. Yeah, he does. He does great. Um, and I like Seth Rogen, but to me he wasn't he wasn't watching that. And that's what to me my like entire knowledge of the thing clouded my view. But it also I know, no, no, yeah, I know. It kind of sounds weird to say it after our last conversation, but yeah. I'm saying like I don't know if that really matters so much. Like what really happens? I guess if you're really close to the subject, and that's just a deal breaker for you. I just like, I don't even know about being close to the subject. Like being close, it's just they didn't feel. Like I get that. People. That makes sense. Yeah, I kind of agree. And with that. Like I could take like I like that TV movie, The Prophet of Silicon Valley. It's not exact. It's not the truth. But yo, Noel Wiley felt like Steve Jobs, and um, Anthony Michael Hall felt like Bill Gates. It just it just felt it felt right. And that, that, think, that's again we again I, I, we were talking about earlier like um you know this is a movie of failed Oscar campaigns um, <laughs> and again that again we're seeing it maybe this is gonna maybe again maybe they can't be stopped but it did feel like this I think they're gonna think twice about just like greenlining any fucking thing that had to do with like oh some historical figure or some musician or something because like, I'm like a lot because again like a lot so many of them just did not work. Like things that used to be just a slam dunk. Oh, you're making a movie about uh, about um, like uh, some billionaire. You're making some movie about a uh, singer. You're making some movie about um, another film. You know, all this stuff and like very few of those really clicked with audiences this year at all. Very few of them even got like wide releases, and like they certainly didn't make it to the Oscars really. Oh, yeah. Um. So it's like I, I see that like 
Again, remember the commercial campaign for Steve Jobs? Oh, you, oh my goodness! It, it didn't make you want to just like punch a wall. It was just like it's just like oh, it's like oh, this this is like the move, the, the most important movie, and and, and Michael Fassbender gives the most important before. It's like it's, it, the whole movie just reeked of like just hand me an award. Like uh, um, a new landmark theater op- opened in D.C. the weekend it came out. Not the wide release, but, like, the weekend where, you know, there was the New York-L.A. weekend. And then there was the next weekend, which was, you know, like, the the second-tier cities, the Chicago's, the D.C.'s, the San Francisco's, the blah, blah, blahs. So there was a new Landmark Theater. Their first weekend opening, every screen, every viewing was Steve Jobs for the whole first weekend. I'm like, and I was like, it's just an empty theater for the whole no, think of it is because it's so like, like it was like, oh, this is the landmarks that people went to go see, and you know they hyped up freaking Steve Jobs. Like I went, I paid money for this movie, and like I came out, I was explaining Steve Jobs halfway through the movie to the friends I went with, and and then I really sat out and I was able to think about it, and I was like, yo, this movie ain't good. And then the more and more it kept going, and then I saw, like, nominations. I'm like, no, it wasn't, mm-mm. Nah, they fucked up. <laughs> like, I think it's like, I'm thinking it about the It is kind of funny, movie. though, that that movie made less than the fucking um, uh, Ashton Kutcher Jobs movie. <laughs> and when people say, that movie's terrible, like, yes, <laughs> but it got the feeling right. Like, like that's where it, that's where it didn't fuck up like I don't understand there was a lot of decisions in this Steve Jobs movie like I don't understand the next part I'm like and I don't understand why they picked the, the iMac because when you really like, like it was weird reasons why they decided to make these points and then like move things around to have these weird that three points in his life, he essentially has the same conversations with the same people. Well, that like that kind of made sense to me. It just I, I understand, but it didn't. It just it could have been executed better. Yeah, yeah. It just it was. That was a very interesting. That was a very to, interesting. Failure. I listened to Steve. I listened to um the Steve Jobs Q and A podcast with with Sorkin that mm-hmm. episode, and he the way he when he talked about it like the stuff I'm like okay I guess that makes sense but then again like once I thought about it again after that I'm still just like yeah he, he could justify it all he wants it just still didn't work for it me didn't work, yeah. at the end of the day that's all you know that's all you can really give it's like if it didn't work for you it didn't work for you yeah so I'm like uh. It's, it also makes me think. It also makes me really want to look at like the, when you brought up Fincher, and I'm thinking it's like Sorkin wrote The Social Network, but I think the reason why I like The Social Network is because of Fincher and Trent Reznor. So maybe if this script, if Fincher didn't leave and we would got Christian Bale's jobs, and they would have brought Trent Reznor to make some music. I think I think, really I, think I think Bale could have made that end work for me more. Like I think he would have played it differently. Oh, yeah. Cause that was, cause the end of it, you know, was just like I was like, really? Now he's always a great guy. <laughs> yeah. Like usually for like for like two hours, they're just drooling on like this guy is horrible. This guy is horrible. At the end, I'm supposed to care that he had this like change of heart, the zero hour, and he's like going to be a good person now. Yeah. It was like I mean, maybe that's what happened, but it's just like it's just funny. Like I was just like, really? You're going to hang the whole movie on that moment? Like it just seemed I don't know, weird choice. I think Bale would have just been like, we're not doing that. 
yeah. Like he would have played it different. He might not have played him as completely horrible in the others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's another point too. Yeah. Like, cause he was like Steve Jobs was a tense. Was like he was really likable. Like. Like, I never heard John Laster talking ill of Steve Jobs. And Steve Jobs bought Pixar and, like, most of the success. Like, it's just, it's just weird. So he had to be likable sometime. Like, people loved I think working in, reali- for him. in reality, he probably was... He probably had a lot of charisma, and that's how he was able to influence people to do stuff for him and stuff like that, which, like, most people. Like, like most evil people. <laughs> but, uh, but, like, the movie kind of plays him as this guy who's very unpleasant to be around and continuously fails at everything. Yes. So, but yet people are, like, um, you know, they just are consumed to follow. Like, and it's like, I'm like, I guess. I don't know. It just seemed like, the, like, you, like you're right. Like, I mean, it would have made more sense to show, like, okay, why people... Even if this guy had been failing so much and he could be a bit difficult and he can ask a bit much of you, there had to be something there which made these people stick around and give this guy a second chance so many times. It's like, and I mean, you're right, in the movie, they don't really, I don't know, this guy just seems like a dick. Like, and he's not good at it. He doesn't seem to be very good at a lot of the ideas he chooses to go. It, it, it seems like they went off the fact that we love Apple now and we love the iPhone. And it's like, oh, well, of course it all worked out. And it's like, but no, like he was like the golden child. Then he like he took a big L, and then he was able to kind of come back humbled again. Pirates of Silicon Valley showed that shit better. It was made in like 1998 on TNT. <laughs> I think it also showed that like again. I think people are more interested in watching like a Steve Jobs movie, like a made-for-TV movie, than they are in like a a film, especially a second one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and it was I think too close to the other I was one. Talking, yeah. I was talking to uh, my friend Alec about that. Like we were saying when you after that came out, we were talking about it. And I was saying like, I was like, I don't. I think they're really overrating like how much the average person really gives a shit about Steve Jobs. He's like, no, 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 they do. I'm like, yeah, they like to say the name. I don't know if they really give a shit. Like, they really want to watch, like, a two-hour-plus movie about the guy. And it's like, I think that was right. I don't think people really care. They love to say the name, and so like they know, but they don't really give a shit about that guy's life or anything. Yeah, and so, yeah that's... I still, like, I think that was a, that's a movie you need to wait time. Like, give it time after he died to make this movie... Because it's like, there have been people talking about, like, oh, man, they're going to make, like, a Michael Jackson biopic. Like, nah, man, you need at least 10 years after he dead before you think well, about think making a movie. I think they did the social network, and that was a risk, and it really paid off for them. I think they were just like, all right, Sorkin, you do what you want. And, like, Fincher was kind of attached. There was, all right, the Dream Team is coming back to do another, like, kind of yeah. modern-age biopic. And I think, you know, they thought, oh, the stars will align the second time. And it just, this project was kind of doomed. Yeah, they, yeah, they just got so Again, lucky. Nobody had made yeah. a movie about Mark Zuckerberg. People didn't even really know enough about him, but he was at a that was a point where he was fascinating enough to people. Yeah, he was a mystery, and I think that's what makes the social network work. And I think you're right. That was really the only time you could have made that movie because I don't think now you could. I don't think anybody no. cares about. Like you can't make a movie no, about too much about Jack Dorsey, the guy who like helped make Twitter. You can't make a movie about him. Like no, that doesn't work. 
Mark Zuckerberg. The social network is much about Facebook than it is about Mark Zuckerberg. But like Facebook was still was still like huge. It got gets getting huger. And also there was a there was a mystique to Zuckerberg because people knew about this big trial and this case, and yeah. the, and everybody had a different everybody who had a story about him was a different story. And the information was about him was not really out there yet. They were make writing that book about him at the same time. It's like and so like even when it came out for them people saying like oh you know this wasn't close to reality it was what they knew at the time it was the yeah. best thing about so you can give you kind of could let that shit go i think now especially after they did a steve jobs movie and it didn't do well like it was just like people not nah, people don't they don't care and it's if they want to learn about steve jobs there's uh, plenty of resources to do so it didn't help that they dropped that like documentary at the same time oh yeah which wouldn't which was way better because <laughs> it came on CNN. I was, all, I was a little Steve Jobs out by that point. <laughs> like, I don't really care. I didn't care to begin with. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. Because uh, it was, but yeah, it came when they put it on um, on CNN, and I watched it. I was like, okay, like yeah, this this is this gives you a better portrait and a better narrative about Steve Jobs and than that movie. The movie did have one fan though. I, I like um. <laughs> I didn't pick up the bait on that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I want to forget that movie. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I, watched the movie, I watched the movie you recommended uh, today. Which movie? Dude, I recommend too many things. Uh, dope. Oh, yeah, I love Dope. It was good. I liked it a lot. It was a fun movie. It was a fun nerd movie. Uh, it kind of it, it, thing I, I kind of dug about it is it um it felt a bit more in the mold of um uh like a lot of eighties comedies. Yes, it was like actual stakes, um and it was not like politically correct about the subject matter and it, it did feel um it kind of it, it's kind of weird it kind of had a, it felt a little like um like weird science at times. <laughs> <laughs> um. And there was another movie I was thinking of when I was watching it. Like it kind of reminded me of. This. I think that one was from the '90s, though. Um, oh shit! I should have wrote it down because right when I was watching, I was like, "Oh, was like, this kind of reminded me of this other movie." Really? Oh, you know, it reminded me a little of um, also of like um, uh, Risky Business. Like it, yeah. it kind of the stuff like in a, the house felt like risky. When he was to like the rich guy's house, it feel like risky business. Even just the way they have to run this like illegal operation, yeah. and then this college was hanging in the balance. Like that kind of reminded me of that. Um, and it, was like, I don't know, it was an interesting. Uh, it, was, it was interesting from that perspective because it, it, it's. It was actually funny, and it's 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 doing. I understand this is another movie that had a lot of like it had a lot of negative. I got a lot of negative press and stuff. Uh, I remember when it was coming out of Sundance. I think. Um, because uh, I guess I guess the people didn't didn't think that the the portrayal of the characters was like a positive one or something. I don't I don't know whatever fucking stupid reason people had at the time. But I'm just saying. But like I don't know, I, I just I had like I said I had I just had fun with it. It might not be like oh one of my favorite things this year or the past year or anything. But it was I had I had fun while I watched it. It was a, to me it was a fun again. It's one of those fun summertime movies. But like it's still something that I tell people to watch. Like like in they. That movie for me it totally encapsulates, you know, like this idea of like, you know, Pharrell and 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 uh Chad Hugo and Shay's the nerd band. It's like, okay, 
it, it fits that whole aesthetic of like these like kind of countercultural kids in like the city and they were like in the area where like bad things happen but they still have to like make it out but they're just trying to have a good time and it has crazy hijinks like yeah they gotta like sell special super drugs or with bit with bitcoins and it was just it was it was like it was all over the place but contained at the same time like everything connected back together to make a nice close story and also as a loose sequel to the wood yes <laughs> yes <laughs> which i wasn't expecting but yeah. yes. yes like yeah for the trouble, two for the base. You know the style tip, it's time to flip this. I like my beats hard like two day old. Steady eating booty MCs like cheesecakes. My man, I'll be sure he's in effect mode. Used to have a crush on doing for men vote. It's not like honey dick will want to get with me. But just in case I own my condoms, then you'll see. Now the formula is this me tipping Ali. For those who can't count, it goes one, two, three. The empty ram right up. big up is who I be. Brothers find it's hard to do, but never me. Some brothers try to dip from Malik. You see him bitching me, not care about them DBMC. But Trini Gladiator, anti hesitator, Shahid Push the Vader, from here to Grenada. Mr. Energetic, who me sound pathetic. When's the last time you heard a funky diabetic? Good ass movie. I think that was one that was really poised to have like it was supposed that was supposed to be like the breakout like indie movie of the year, but it didn't seem to have uh, much traction. It tried to, it did okay when it first came out, but it didn't like go crazy. I think they thought they thought it was going to be the like a, like a Little Miss Sunshine like five hundred days so like mega box office thing. And it's like it, it was uh, did okay, and that was like about it. I think it'll do better on Netflix. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's on instant now, so I mean, I'm sure a bunch of people are going to see it now. A bunch of people say, "Oh yeah, remember that movie I talked about last summer? Go watch it. It's on Netflix." Netflix be saving movies all the time. Fortunately, <laughs> <laughs> movies people miss all the time. Like, hey, it's on Netflix. Give it a watch. It's like, oh yeah, it was great. Like, yeah, you don't remember me telling you to say that? Watch that. Go see that. And like, no. Like, yeah. Well, at least you watched it. Like, I just, like, give up. Like, hey, it's on Netflix. <laughs> yeah, that's just funny. Well, I think I want to wrap it up right here, man. HBO almost got two and a half hours. Two well, there were, hours. Some, there were some smaller movies I want to mention. I don't know if you saw any of them. Let's uh, go. Uh, I'll try to run through them real quick. Uh, let's see what I got here. Did you see The Gift? No, because it looks terrifying. Oh, it's really, it's really good. <laughs> like it looks good, but I have two types of like movies like that. They're either hilariously bad, or they're or they're really good at what they do. The gift looks good at what it does, and I was like, nah, man, I kind of creepy. It's not so much. Um, it's creepy, worse but than scary to me. Creepy is like it, it. It has creepy elements, but like the story. It's more the implications of the story that will fuck with you than like anything. There's a few jump scares and stuff, but it's not. It's not really like a horror movie. Yeah. But I don't know. It's it's good. It's more psychological stuff. Because Joe Edgerton is in that, right? He directed it too. Oh, see. 
Yeah, it's on my it's on my it's on my list. My catch up list. That's the best. I think that's Jason Bateman's best performances in that. Really? Uh, Edgerton's great. Rebecca Hall is fucking amazing. Her looks yeah. amazing. Let's <laughs> go on that. But uh, um, but the, yeah, it, it was good. It was a nice it was a nice surprise because it was one of those movies that you know by you know if you're going to do calculations should have not have done well at all because it was you know very low budget. Um, uh, it was an actor directing it and starring in it, um, and it came out in the summertime, like in a small release, and fucking killed. Did like huge business. Yeah, I remember people yeah. were really talking about it, and I was like, yo, um, people were telling me like, hey, the gift. I was like, really? It was like a nice surprise. Like it was actually like really good. It was way better than I thought it was going to be, judging by the, you know, um, it, it, it was a little because I'm I'm a big fan of um of those of the I guess whatever you want to call them the the group like the the music video like directors of the mm-hmm. 80s or whatever they're dubbed like I'm a big fan of Adrian Lynn and um, you know and Tony Scott and Ridley Scott obviously and, and yeah. all of those groovy people um, and it does have shades of like a fatal attraction or um, uh, or uh, like, you know an indecent proposal it's got a little bit of that and I like those movies a lot so it, it, I, I was, it was cool to see it had like a lineage but it's way more of like a noir kind of thing actually um, like a crime it, movie right not a crime movie, but, like, just the feeling of noir. Just that feeling yeah. of things getting worse and worse and worse. And, like, how the fuck does it, like, you know, and then the, the, end, and the way out is almost more fucked up than anything you'd see. It's, it's, it's like, it's one of those movies. I, I recommend seeing it. I don't think it's quite, you're not quite, you're going to be a little taken away. You're going to be taken, it takes a little bit of a left turn, I think, than you're expecting it to. Um, but it was good. It's one with a twist that actually was a surprising twist, too. Um, that was one... Um, did you see Mississippi Grind? No. Um, do you know what it is? I, I know that, uh, like, I have it in my collection of things to watch. It's, uh, well, it's, it's on a, my list. It's a legit great remake of The Gambler, not like that shitty one from the other from the other year. Hold up. It's a remake of The Gambler. It's not. But it's, but a, it, but it's like the remake. Like, I get what you're saying. Like, it's not, like, officially the remake of it, but it's, like, it, it, it's it, It's way more of one than the one that was a remake, if that makes sense. Yeah. And they actually get James Toback to cameo in the movie, and he wrote the original script. So I was like, all right, I give this. That gets my fucking cosign right there, Mississippi Grind. Great. That's that's like um, Ben Mendelsohn's great in it, but that that that's a legit great uh, Ryan Reynolds performance in that movie too. Um, big surprise! Did not expect to like that as much as I did. That was fantastic. Um, uh, my second favorite movie of the year, Mistress America. I don't know if you saw nope. that. Nope, that, that's when you even got me. I haven't even heard of that. What's that one about? That's a new uh, Noah Baumbach. Directed. Oh, word! Yeah, it's got uh, Greta Gerwig and. Um, uh, who's it? Lola Kirk. I think they're like two. Oh, two really? Anna. I'm surprised I didn't hear about that at all. Like, I didn't hear about that movie at all. It's it's the best. I think it's one of the best movies about um, what it's like to be um, like a late 20s, early 30s person in New York nowadays. I think it's one of the I I, it, I don't know. Since that's what I am. <laughs> I guess I, I didn't do it. <laughs> but uh, but it, it was interesting to see. Um, that perspective of somebody who has like, been living, like been living in New York City for like, um, like kind of before it turned, and is still like stuck in another era, and like mm-hmm. the era's gone by. Um, just I don't know. It, just, it worked. For, I, but Noah Baumbach's like my second, second favorite modern director. So I, I his stuff really always speaks. I think Greenberg is like one of the best movies. He makes some fun movies. 
He makes fun movies, but he makes like very. I think I think he he his movies I think come off as as light more lighthearted than they are. What but was they're he made a movie in 2014. It was the one. Was it? Did he make the one with Adam Driver in it? And um. While we're young. See, here's the thing. I like Greenberg. I didn't like anybody in While We Were Young. I liked I liked the movie. I don't know. I don't remember having. I didn't books. like any of the characters. Like I hated yeah. everybody in that movie. Well, he doesn't make movies. He doesn't make movies that particularly have like <laughs> like Greenberg. I was able to rock with, but like while we we're young, I'm like, <laughs> I hate all you people. Like, like to me, all those people were like gentrifying people. Like, and I hate all those. <laughs> but so, but I'm interested because I really like Greta Gerwig. So, this is her. This is totally her show. So like, this, it's more. It's more. It's not. It's, it, have you seen Francis Ha? Huh? Yes. All right, it's 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 sort of like that movie. I think you wind up coming out feeling like really good at the end of it. Mr. America is not not it's not as positive as that one is, but it does deal with some of the same. It's like a sister film to that sort of. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's it's great. I I I, I still say I, I think it really uh, it really nailed a certain time in your life really well. Um, and I think it I think it really speaks to where we're at. In terms of like being being like a thirty year old like trying to navigate the world, I, I don't know. It really spoke to me. I liked it a lot. Um, trying to think what else. Uh, another Queen of Earth. Have you heard of that? No, man. You you put me onto a lot of movies I haven't heard about or I don't think got released here. Uh, Queen of Earth. Uh, it's another. This is probably another one of my favorite uh, new directors, Alex Ross Perry. He did uh, Listen Up, Fill Up. Uh, last the other year, which was, which was also fantastic, um, but this uh, this this movie's uh, Elizabeth Moss plays the main character, um, and she's going to stay with a friend of hers, played by Catherine Waterston, um, and who's with her boyfriend Patrick Fugit, who like she can't stand or whatever. But the whole movie is is almost told in close up, just like kind of like really uncomfortable close ups. Really, that uh, sounds like a weird. And it and it has a it has like a horror movie score, um, and they do these cool things where they drop the sound out at certain points, like like kind of like an '80s horror movie, um, and it, you could see how that really changes the tone of a scene. Um, like there's stuff in there where she's just talking, and they'll just keep like getting closer and closer in her face, and it just like and it really kind of gets to you after a while. Like it's very uncomfortable. Um, but uh, just on the sound alone, I think that that was one of my favorite movies this year. I really loved it. But it's not a horror movie. Uh, not technically. Um, but it, it but almost, it's shot like one. Yes. That sounds it sounds like, like one. Yeah, that sounds. <laughs> and it almost feels, some of it feels almost like classic, like Polanski almost. Oh, really? Kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, it was great. It left like a big impression on me. Um, I think he's one of the best. Like, again, like, I know I said earlier, like there's no one really experimenting in any film. Like he's an exception. I really think what he's doing is really interesting. Um, and again, I, again, if you're somebody that like needs all the characters to be likable, this is not the movie for you at all. I don't but, need them all to be likable. But I didn't say you. Yeah. I said you know, for general people. audience. Yeah, for people, there are people that need <laughs> to like. That's everybody. a problem with a lot of people. Like they write things out. I don't like them, so they don't like. So they, it's, it's, it's already bad. But this, yeah, that this movie is not for you. But if you're interested in this experiment, I'd say it's, it's very worth very worth your time. Um, um, there's another one. Uh, results. Did you see that? Nope. I heard about it though. That's uh, one I heard about. Results. That's another one coming from the um, coming from the Mumblecore group. Uh, Andrew Boljowski. 
Uh, he did Funny Haha, and what was it Computer Chess? That was a movie did a couple years ago. Yeah, I remember. I remember those coming out. This is a really different like kind of thing for him because it's just like a, it's kind of like. Um, uh, it's kind of just like it's kind of like a regular kind of like mainstream comedy, but it's the way he tells a story that's different. And he gets Guy Pierce. Guy Pierce is in it doing comedy, which I thought is great. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's him, Colby Smolders, Kevin Corrigan, Giovanni Ribisi. It, it's a really good cast. Um, and yeah, it was again. It's not like again. It's not like the subject matter in it is particularly like oh wow like i never thought about making a movie about that but it's like it's just the way he told the story and it was cool to see these actors in a different setting like having to make a no budget movie and like where they really had to bring a lot to the performance yeah um, and he got pierce i came out like I, I already thought the dude was great um and he was in one of my favorite movies uh the other year the rover um which he was fantastic in yeah, that movie was fun I like well, well, yeah I like that movie I was gonna call it was fun but it's not really I actually fun. think that that's a better Mad Max movie than the one they made this year but I have the controversial opinion <laughs> <laughs> the beautiful thing about Fury Road is that Mad Max isn't the hero. Like I, I like Fury Road. I like Fury yeah. Road. I just I think people praise it a bit too much. But it's a good movie. It's definitely a good movie. Uh, it's definitely one of the most visually interesting movies past year. Oh, but, see, uh, seeing that shit in the theaters, there was nothing like it. I saw last year. Fury, Fury Road was. It was that was something to watch. I saw that on the big beautiful screen. I was like, this is. This is something. 75-year-old dude made this? Well, goddamn. <laughs> I got to step my game up. Old people out here kicking my ass. Um, the other one that was kind of small, I, I think you might have seen this one, was Tangerine. Oh, yeah. 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 First of all, I didn't know it was shot with an iPhone until, like, they started talking about how it was shot on an iPhone. I was like, hold up. That movie was shot on an iPhone? Goddamn. I could God tell. Damn. Shot, like, I right thought it was shot with a digital. <laughs> I thought it was shot with a digital camera. To be quite honest, I think it was shot with. Technically, a, shot with a digital camera. Already, yeah, I knew what you meant. Yeah. I was being a dick. Um, yeah, but um, like, but uh, no, they just re- they retrofitted like an iPhone with an anamorphic lens, um, so it has the widescreen look. Yeah. Yeah. I get. It. I don't. I. 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 It's a thing of like, oh, I kind of admire that, but it kind of annoys me at the same time. <laughs> Because I'm like, I don't know. I don't want to watch things shot on iPhones. But it kind of worked. It works for that story. For that story. Like, if you're going to find a story, like, what's the story that that would work for? That is the one. Yeah. I mean, I got to listen to interviews with um, with a director. And I, he said, like, you know, Sean Baker. Um, and he, uh, like, he says, like, it's not, it's just not, not by choice. Like, it was just by, you know, he wants to shoot on film and stuff. It's just like that. Just, you know, either he did that or he doesn't make the movie, basically. And I, I thought if you're going to do it, that was kind of the best way to do it. Yeah. Man, that that was... Because I remember when I saw the trailer for it, I was like, okay. I like the look, like the colors, the saturation of the colors was what got me. And I was like, oh, you this is the, this is the type of story you're telling? All right. All right. I see this. And I was... I was I was impressed. I need to watch it again, though. I want to watch it again. What's the name of that donut shop? You remember? No, I don't. That that scene at that donut shop was so horrible. <laughs> Not horribly made, just like I just it's felt uncomfortable. Horrible. I just felt horrible. I felt so bad for that little kid. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> I felt bad they had to actually, shoot, even though it wasn't real. I felt bad that they had to shoot it like that. Yeah. And I feel if the movie can make me feel that bad, it's doing something right. Yeah, like it clearly, I, I'm gonna look forward to what, whatever he makes next, whatever they make next, because 
that's what I like. Like that got me interested. That got me interested to be like, oh, I'm gonna see a movie in the theater. I was like, okay, Tangerine. <laughs> that was 20, 2016 I'm trying to go see some more movies yeah, I'm already starting out behind but I still got 10 more months to go I got a few more and then I'll leave you alone um, but uh, did you see Bridge of Spies? yeah did you I like it? it? Yeah. yeah I liked it a lot that was it a nice was, it was what I expect out of Tom Cruise you mean Tom Hanks? Hanks? Tom Hanks my bad Tom Hanks and Steven Spielberg. I just expect good movies. They haven't. That felt to me like they were um like the movie they've been trying like him and Yannis Kaminsky have like been trying to make like a movie about an important historical subject that was also just like a fun movie to see and would really connect with audiences. And I feel like they've been trying to do that, not quite succeeding for a while. And this was the one where like all the pieces finally worked. It kind of felt like it can't, it can't, it didn't, it didn't come and go, but it seemed like it, it stopped being talked about very quickly. Which I was surprised by. I thought this would be the one that people would really be talking about as we went into like award season. And anyway, maybe it'll get a thing. Maybe it'll spike up again like this week or something. I don't know. Because now it's out on to own and stuff. So maybe people will yeah, see it. People will catch um, up. It has like another week before. But yeah, I wasn't ex- I was excited. I was expecting a good movie, but I, I actually walked out really like impressed with it. And Mark Rylance, who I've been a fan of for a while, he's really going to blow up now. But that, that, if I was going to say there's a second for that best supporting after it's him. It's yeah. him. Because he fucking makes that. And, and Tom Hanks is great. That's the Tom Hanks you want to see in a movie. Um, just a fucking good dude doing what's right. I know, man. That's what, like, what I want to see. Like, I mean, like, yo, like, he's my, like, yo, Tom Hanks is my dude. Like, I just love watching him as a movie. And just, like, yeah, he's just, like, just, yeah, he, oh, like, he's a dude that's supposed to do the right thing all the time. Like, when he plays bad guys or something, like, yeah, man, I don't know about this. That could be done really well, but yeah, I don't know if I've seen it just yet. Where he's played a bad guy and it worked, um, but yeah, he's he's great in it. That I I was a big, I really liked that movie a lot. Um, did you see Crimson Peak? No, because I know it was going to be scary. It's not really scary, but Guillermo del Toro <laughs> puts images in his films that a person with imagination it will fuck with them for weeks. There's... I learned that lesson long ago. With that goddamn movie with the little girl. Pan's Labyrinth? Yeah, man. I'm like, never again. <laughs> My imagination's too good. No. <laughs> like, I saw that theater. I'm like, that's probably going to be amazing. I have never watched a frame of that movie. Oh, really? Never? No. Oh, man. I don't know. I, 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 Jessica Chastain in it is fantastic. Um, and uh, I believe not... every word of you, but I'm telling you, <laughs> what he be doing with his imagination, he be tapping into something that, like, yo, nah, man, I wanna, I wanna have good, good sleep. I ain't messing with him in these movies, Crimson Peak, and the girl is in the house, and then this stuff happening, <laughs> and like, nah, bruh, uh-uh, that looks too crazy. I, I can't, mm-mm, nah. I bet you it deserves every accolade it gets. I don't even nah he's too good at what he do he's too good at what he do Mm-mm. well speaking of people that are good at what they do did you enjoy Mission Impossible Rogue Nation actually I did <laughs> I did now here's the thing I don't I wasn't a big fan of the movie itself I think it was a big step down from the last Mission Impossible oh yeah the fourth one was was incredible that one worked for me totally it's the best one that's the best one since the first one yeah 
Um, but I this agree. one, I, the movie didn't work for me so much, but Re- Rebecca Ferguson is a fucking revelation. She's fantastic in <laughs> it. Um, and I just fuck, and again, those two fucking huge set pieces and getting to see Tom Cruise do what Tom Cruise do, I'm like, okay, that alone was worth the price of the mission. Even if I thought the story was kind of stupid and I kind of stopped following what was going on. Those two on screen, fucking magic. We're like freaking um, Jeremy Renner, like in Congress, trying to get the funding back. Like, I was like, okay, whatever. But yeah, like... Yo, like Tom Cruise in the water, and he's like trying to get into the thing. And, and then you learn how he fucking did. Like, there's an interview with him. He did that shit in real life. No, no, but he's, he's talking about this stuff like so nonchalantly. I'm like, this is why Tom Cruise is fucking god. Because he's like, he, they're talking about like, okay, he's like, um, they were gonna like do the CGI, and he's like, I'm not doing the CGI. If I'm filming underwater, I'm going underwater. And they're like, but physically, your body couldn't handle it for as long as a take would need to be. So he goes, I'm going to train my body. Um, to, to, to handle it. So they say it's like they're impossible because at a certain point there's like an automatic like gag reflex and when mm-hmm. you do that you're going to swallow the water and you're going to die. And he's like, he's like, so all I had to do was just train my body to not have that feeling anymore. <laughs> and he did it. <laughs> Dude, that's why like when I saw that movie I was like, this movie is made by a man that has no wife. <laughs> And he just could do whatever he want. That he could put himself in such bodily harm that no regular man would do for a movie. The shit with the plane, him hanging from the door. I'm like, what do you mean Tom Hanks really did this? What do you mean he really yeah, dumped himself in the door? screwed up their names again. See? Like, yeah, man. What do you mean? I was just imagining yeah. Tom Hanks like, oh, that'd be amazing. like hanging off a plane. Too many times. <laughs> Like, let me just be honest. I'm like, what do you mean Ethan Hunt just dumped himself in the water in real life to hold his breath to try to get to this thing to do a code to get into this room that doesn't exist? Like, what do you mean he does all these stunts by himself? What do you mean he drove the motorcycle? And it's like, like what, is, what is he doing? What is Ethan Hunt doing? What is he doing? What is he doing? So, but yes, I enjoyed that movie greatly. One other big, big movie that came out that didn't do well, but which kind of blew me away. I don't know if you saw it. was uh, The Walk. Who's in that? Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Oh, is that the one where he's on? I didn't get a chance to see that. Where he's on the thing between the Twin Towers? Yes. I want to see it. I heard it had great 3D. I'm sad I missed it in 3D. I didn't see it in 3D. I actually just watched it at home, which I regret because I was like, I really wish I got to see this. Because of the scale. Like the, one, like the one time they did 3D correctly and like it really was – because I was trying to see it in a theater. It didn't play like that long, though. It was there a week. I didn't have enough time to go. Well, nobody saw it. Like people didn't care, I guess. But it was like – I was like – I'm watching again. The first half of the movie is what it is. It's, it's fine. I think it's another kind of biopicy kind of thing. You're going through the guy's life. But that fucking that, – that whole sequence – which is long. It's like almost half the movie of him on the on the wire. Is again, it's one. It's one of those truly like exhilarating. I felt like I was there kind of things I've seen in the movie. Like I don't know how the fuck they did that, um, but but you actually feel like again. It translated to me just watching it on Blu-ray at home. Uh, I couldn't imagine what it felt like to see that. I'm like, yeah, and I'm like damn. But you feel you feel like in your chest when it's going on, and I'm like. For, again, that's the thing. I'm like, okay, that kind of elevates the whole thing for me. Because I'm like, all right, if you're going to really make me feel like I was there, 
and you actually felt you feel like you're touching the fucking sky. You feel like you're shaking hands with God, even if you don't think he exists. And that's what you do, and you're shaking hands with them, and it, and it was fucking amazing. And I was, I have to, and the fact they really like tried to do as much of that as they could for real, like Joseph Gordon Levitt really learned how to walk a wire as good as that guy could, and they did it. Like that's amazing to me. But then to just get to communicate that so well to the audience through the visual was just like, okay, I'm like, this this is the thing, like, people should go and see and, like, talk about. And, like, they don't – nobody cares. Like, that's not a not, – you know, I don't know. It's just it's, – it's, it, that but for that moment of seeing it, it I don't care how, how well it did or whatever, but it, it got through to me. And it doesn't happen as much as it, it used to. It's, it's weird because I think right now things come out and leave theaters so quick that even if you're interested, if you're, like – if you're busy, like if life gets in the way, you go to check the movie and it's gone. And it's just like, well. Also, things are so, like, again, if you wanted to see that in, like, IMAX 3D, it's like $22. Yeah. It's like, who's going to spend, like, that much money on, uh, you know? Like, right now, like, I see most of the movies, like, the very first show, because it's like my theater discounts for the very first show to, like, $5.50 or something. Ooh. So I'm like, that's the only way I can see so it's like if stuff doesn't play in that, I usually don't really make as much of an effort to see it. Yeah, I mean, cause yeah, like I paid twenty dollars to see Hateful Eight. I'm not yeah, mad. I, I spent it's like seventeen, but that was totally worth it. So I yeah, it was totally worth it. So, but like, there's a lot of times it's like, uh, uh, yeah, man, it was it. We you know it was a, it was a decent year of film. I kind of wish this is the last. I still have to catch up on, but. Overall, I'm 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 still happy with what happened. I'm going to be very interested to see what gets what what wins awards in a week and a half or so. And how angry I'm going to be. But when it comes to days like this, I got lyrics to go. Lyrics to go. It's been two years, but see, the drive was never falling. Would have tried for singing, but that stuff was not my calling. The mic is in effect, so you know I'm never stolen. Walking through the door and all them suckers started hauling. Talk a lot of trash, but no one could seem to beat it. Pull out your microphone and watch the fight for make you eat it. The MCs, they get jelly when the girlies up my belly. Kick a slow dance like my brother R. Kelly. Today's a hip-hop draft, will I be top-seated? Work too freaking hard while all the rest will get weeded. Steady kicking style so I can reach that other level. Don't worry about getting gas, I push the pedal to the metal. Wanted this cause it surely beats a scramble I'm Jordan with the mic, huh Wanna gamble? This I dedicate to all the honeys that be bubbling Cause at the end of the night you know Malik will have his Trojans But when it comes to nights like this I got lyrics to go We shall see Stay tuned to Julian's Twitter feed. <laughs> Yo, yeah, I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to live tweet that one because it's like I'm, I don't think I remember me you got in a big argument during that last year. Wait, 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 wait special effects. Wait, 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 I forgot what 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 freaking won last year for special Not effects. Interstellar. And you argue because you're saying, oh, that fucking apes movie should have won. Yo, you're still, you're yo, still wrong about it. No, man. That's, dude, man. Mm, no, first of all, my man uh, who plays Gollum and all that stuff, he should have got a best supporting actor for freaking something for being freaking Cesar. That shit is that shit is incredible. Like, it's all right. I don't know. I'm not as impressed by those as everybody else seems to be. You no, know, it's the... They look right. Everything just looks right. Like, like the, the animation, the textures, 
it's not crazy. It's like, especially with CG. Yeah, but like, the, the category is not best CGI. It's best visual a, effects. They gotta so make a, a new one. They gotta make a new movie one. Makes, um, if movie goes ninety five percent practical and pulls it off, isn't that a greater achievement than someone just doing something in a computer? No, because they really had to get out there, act in the woods, man. It was very out there. Like, I don't think that the Academy understands uh, the mocap stuff yet. And, like, that was the best mocap stuff I've seen today. Well, if they had a category called best motion capture, yeah. I'd agree with you. And the texture of the texture of the, uh, the textures of the apes. Like, they don't stand out. Like, what I was talking about earlier with, like, the dinosaurs. It looks like cartoons or, like, Ultron, Age of Ultron. Like, it's I'll cartoons. Give you, I'll give you that, the apes. Like, they put a lot more work in those apes than they did into those dinosaurs in Jurassic Park. I'll like, give you that. They fit in more to the world. It don't look crazy. Like, yeah, that's true. That's something they did not do in that. But I, I still think the 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 level of the craft on the, on the, inter, on the Interstellar um, visual effects team, I think, uh, to me, weighs out just uh, the motion capture work to me. Because that, that was an undertaking. It's an undertaking that's never done anymore, and it was nice to see it commended that, like, oh, that, that you really put the work in and it showed. Um, I, I, I just kind of very dismayed when it always automatically just goes to, oh, what had the best CGI? It's like it's a whole art. There's a million things that that process consists of. But people always just focus on just CGI. Yeah. I guess for me it's just like since they're not going to recognize the performance of any of those actors... I, yeah, I, yeah, I guess I can get that. But that's still like a two wrongs don't make a right kind of thing. Yeah, it's like, okay, yeah. just get, we'll get them here because there isn't a proper okay. – well, I mean, if we get to the point now, they might have to. I mean, like there's so many performances are just done in a, in a computer. Yeah. They got to do something. They got to – they got – yeah. But I don't, I don't know this year if we're going to have any arguments about movies because – there's a lot of stuff. It was just, actually nice to see, like, in the best picture. Like, a lot of those movies actually were, like, good movies. Yeah. But I, the ones that are really leading the conversation are the ones I didn't care as much about, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, like, the ones really, like, kind of, like, taking the charge. I just don't. The only thing I wanted to see is if, if Leonardo DiCaprio get his award. I never saw that movie, so. I, I, saw, I saw it last weekend. It is. That's a that's a movie. That's a that's a. I don't I don't care for that uh, that director so much. So I was uh, like in a rush to see that. In a rush too. Yeah. yeah. Also, like my theory, put that in the fucking the stupid RPX thing for like two months now, which they don't like move the price on. So it's always like fifteen dollars. I'm like I'm not fucking paying fifteen dollars to see this fucking thing. Yeah. And like only now have they moved it out, but they only show it like later in the day, so you can't get the discount. Can't get the discount. (laughs) Only you gotta still pay full price. Because I'm like, if it was five bucks, I would have saw it just to say I saw it. Because I mean, you can see I saw pretty much fucking everything. So it's like a lot more. Yeah, man. Oh shoot. Well, don't yeah. worry, I already got I already got the conversation going for 2016. I got a front runner already. The boy. The boy. The boy. <laughs> All right, man. I gotta catch up to you. We got. We got. I gotta schedule up another one of these so we can. We can. We can. We can catch people up in the middle of the year. Post. Uh, post Civil War, which I'm not seeing. But, <laughs> but that's a good halfway point of the year around June. <laughs> What's coming up this year, though, that you're like looking forward to? I don't know. Complete surprises. I'm, I'm going to the point where I'm not even reading like what's coming out. 
I look at like the interviews and stuff, but I'm just waiting till I go see a trailer and be like, oh, that looks good. <laughs> I'll go see that. Like I don't know. Like I don't. I don't know a lot of stuff because the stuff that gets hyped is a bunch of movies I'm not gonna watch, which is basically like the only superhero movie I plan to maybe go see is Suicide Squad. Yeah, I'm looking for. I'm all, I'm looking forward to that, except for the fucking Joker thing. That's the only part of it I don't agree with. I like I like the Joker. Ah, fuck that. Fuck that guy. I know I've known the guy in real life, and I don't like him. (laughs) That's going over Oh, what, Jared Leto? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, he might be an asshole, but rapper Joker? (laughs) Rapper Joker's going to be my Joker. I just don't. They shouldn't have a Joker. That's disrespectful. Shouldn't be using a Joker character. (laughs) Joker's a bigger idea, man. He's bigger than one actor, man. I don't know. I don't know. I feel too too soon. Too soon. It's like Grant Morrison, man. Batman and Joker ideas, man. <laughs> I don't like that they're using Batman in another movie either. I still feel like it's too... <laughs> it's bad soon, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. That being said, in a couple years, I plan to see my Batfleck movie. Because I like his movies. So I'll go see his... I'll go see his Batman movie that he'll write, direct, and star in. I'll go see that. I, well, I, I'm, I don't know, I'm, I'm looking forward to the, for, I know you're not going to see it, oh, but. Yeah, it has nothing to even do with the comic book. It's just like, yo, me and Zack Snyder, I'm not giving you, I like, I'll see it. I do think it's home. funny, though, when I didn't like Zack Snyder at all, the fucking comics internet was like, this guy is a god. <laughs> like that Watchmen shit, when I was like, I can't believe Dude. people want to see this, or whatever. Like, this is so disrespectful. I can do this movie. You have no and, idea. I and I was, yes, and now I'm like, oh, I really like Man of Steel. People are like, Fuck you! It's like Jesus Christ. I'm like I can't win. Nah, yeah, I won't say. I won't say fuck you. It's just like, hey, like I didn't. I didn't been through that debate too many times. I'm tired. I just like, hey, I'm not. I'm not seeing. I guess that. I haven't actually had that debate with you though. Only through like very like pithy remarks. Oh yeah. Time. This is not the one day though. I'll, I'll wait a year, another year, and then I'll have. I'll bring it off again. <laughs> yeah, just good. Oh my goodness. Like, but yeah, like, like. Like, I might make a list. I might, like, look up what's supposed to come out this year and really sit down and, you know, make a list of some stuff that looks interesting, check to see who's directing what, see who's starring and what. Oh, I want to see um, Birth of a Nation. Hey, a movie about Nat Turner? My fr- One of my friends just saw that at Sundance. He said it was really good. Hey, like, hey, Slave Revolt. I'm trying to see that. The ones I, I the ones I, don't, I, I really want to see that uh, Midnight Special. I think it's what's called. That's Jeff Nichols' new movie. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, That one, Manchester by the Sea. Uh, that's one I'm like looking forward to. I heard, I heard that title. I want to see the Miles Davis movie Don Cheadle made. I don't like the name of it though. I think they could have came up with a better name. Yeah, I don't like the name either, but I still want to uh, see it because he he looks the part. Uh, the, the new that new Link Ladder one was it? Everybody wants some or something like that. That looks pretty oh, good. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard about that. Yeah. I don't know. There's a few other. I'm trying to think. Is there anything like any big movies that are coming? I don't know. I'm trying to think. The nice guys. It's like the yeah, nice guys. <laughs> talking about before. Yeah, that, that, that's the title of this. Like I know about the nice guys, and I'm thinking it's like I had no Fast and Furious movie this year, so I don't know. <laughs> I still have to see those movies. I've only ever seen the first one. Damn. Like it. It gets better. Oh, well, the, the movie, it's technically from this year, but it didn't come out yet. Uh, technically from 2015 that I was most looking forward to, which still didn't come out, is uh, the Terrence Malick one. 
uh, Knight of Cups. That one I look forward to. Well, yeah, I want to see that because I like Malik's last movie. Um, I'm trying to think what else. I don't know. There's probably, probably a bunch more shit. So, it's still so many movies. So many movies. But, yeah, man, thanks for being on the show. No problem. Hey. This was a lot of fun. I was really worried because we had no, like, guide or anything. Man, I never make a guide. Like, I never make a guide. <laughs> I mean, you know me. I have charts. I got graphs. I got everything ready to go on these things. <laughs> I never make a guide. I, I, I freestyle the whole thing all the time. So, um, thanks for thanks for being on. Oh, did you want to tell people where to follow if you want people to follow you on the Internet? Um, I'm on Twitter, Joey underscore Alicio. You can probably check the spelling in the show notes of this, yep. I assume. Um, uh, yeah, that's about it right now. I have some other – I have some, like, film projects that people might be hearing about soon. We'll see oh, what happens. Oh, I look forward to that. You know, I'll retweet them. All right, well, hopefully, hopefully many will. <laughs> <laughs> I'll help you get it out. But, yeah, thanks. This is great. And we got to – I want to I wanna try to get back at you for summertime so we can get this – you know, wintertime talk, summertime talk, and then, like, later wintertime talk. <laughs> so, we well, if you, you're going to be making an effort this year to see a lot of stuff. Yeah, so. I'm going to get back out there. All right. Conventions to see more movies. That's the goal of 2016. Well, um, good. It would be nice to talk with somebody, because I don't see any of these fucking superhero movies, so people don't have anything to talk about with me usually. I know. See? <laughs> When you get that cold, and people are like, but you're like, oh, I haven't seen that. They just like look away. No, I I get the oh my god, you haven't seen that. Who's supposed to tell me I should go see it? Who's like how am I like I have to ask you all these questions? And I sit there and I'm like, just ask me the questions. Just because I didn't see the movie, don't mean I don't know the answer. And then they ask me a question, and I'd be like, yeah, because blah blah blah. And then they're like, how do you know this? It's because I read comic books for like almost thirty years. It's, None of this, none of this stuff. Is oh, we, never, we never even talked about the uh, Fantastic Four movie. I didn't see it yet. I, I didn't I, see it. Yet. I want to watch it because it's not. Like it's a, not a good movie, but it's not as bad as people. It's not any worse, I think, than a lot of these, though. Even in its like fractured state. It sounds like a perfect example of the studio. Like it, it does, does. It sounds like they messed up somebody's movie. But that's so. why I don't get though. I don't understand why that's. Like, when people get all angry at, like, the director and stuff, it's like, yeah, but you know that that's not the movie he made. So why do people get angry at him for, like, oh, the things you don't like about it? It's like, I don't know. It's because of them that the movie got fucked up in the first place anyway. Yep. And that's why we don't have a fantasy for comic book. (laughs) (laughs) That's yeah, that's something we didn't talk about. Like, this, this was, like, the year where, like, I think I finally... Have just like I I I just have t- totally just severed my ties with like the quote unquote whatever fan fan communities. Or I, I just don't. This was the year where like I always knew it was bad, but I never knew it was that fucking like that bitter and disgusting and vile. It got worse, man. I knew it was always there, but never to that extent where I saw people. I'm like, all right, people are now like, people are fucking sending death threats to people over a movie that wasn't even made yet. And like, it's like, I just don't. And people are, are fighting because one, one corporate, one mega corporation should give up a property to another mega corporation because they say so. It's like, I don't know. I'm like, when we got to that point, I'm just like, all right, I don't, I don't, this doesn't make any sense to me anymore. I don't even know what I'm seeing. 
Yeah, it's silliness. It's 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 silliness, and it, it's toxic. Like I'm so close to away from my hands of it. It actually made like I can't even like really enjoy like comics and stuff anymore either. Like just, I, I read manga. Oh yeah, you're in the whole other universe. I'm reading Shonen Jump every week, <laughs> and it's like, hey, the, the 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 air's over here is fine. I'm getting no hate. Everybody's smiling. Everybody's reading what they want to read. Nobody's hating. Old like, and young. He's like, oh, we're gonna just like you know bring books back to two ninety nine, and uh, you know we're just gonna renumber a few things. Hey, <laughs> you know what? That's crazy. I like the attempt to be like comics cost too much goddamn money. Let's but take it back to funny. I'm like, just on that alone, I'm like, this sounds like a better relaunch than the last one, or like, like I'm just like, oh, cool, like it's a factor on like bringing prices down and whatever. I'm like, that's not bad. It's like, hey, if Marvel gonna make comic books that cost five dollars. But that's just like Marvel's like we're gonna bring it all up to four ninety nine across the board, and uh, like all this shit, and they'd still be like clapping, like great, I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, and like DC's like yo two ninety nine, people's like oh two ninety nine, like why are you hating? This dude like comics cost too much goddamn money. <laughs> I think I just see people bitching online or whatever, and then I'm looking, I'm like, well, what was the actual announcement? And I looked, and I'm like, oh, that's all they said so far. Like yeah. that caused that much like fucking venom. I'm like Jesus Christ. <laughs> Yeah, and the crazy shit is that Marvel literally just did all that three months ago, three, four months ago. I Same don't remember thing. saying anything. And all they did was they were like all new, all different Marvel. All the books came out number one. It was a relaunch. New titles. Some of them come out bi-weekly. And they cost five bucks. DC does it. Everyone loses their minds. It's crazy. I don't understand. And I walk away. That doesn't even make sense. I don't even know why they're so loyal. I don't know. I don't get it either. Because these amazing movies, man. That's why. <laughs> sure, I guess that. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's the world we're living in. <laughs> what a time to be alive. <laughs> I love. I know. I don't know about you, but I love paying top dollar to go see commercials. I love it. It's so great. I, I'll take I'll take my commercials from Michael Bay and cars <laughs> in them that turn into robots. Because I'm always going to be entertained when I see Optimus Prime. Those are those cool. are those are our tourist commercials. Those are think. the best commercials for cars <laughs> that we've ever seen in our that lives. That was some. That's something again. Now we're like you know, remember you can cut all this shit out. But <laughs> I didn't say that. But like that was one thing about last year. I was disappointed we never did one because I actually saw a Transformers movie and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed them. People talked about it. it was terrible. I enjoyed the fuck out of well, that I movie. Think that was actually like kind of a deep personal movie for Michael Bay. Actually, I, I was I was fine with it. Like I like it. I, I still watch like, it. That was a, like that last Transformers movie is about the film industry. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't understand. How, it seems so obvious. Like I didn't understand how people like didn't get. It. Yeah, it's a. It's not. I'm not saying it's a fantastic piece of art, but I it had some like identity, and I like that about it. Like how they made like how they made fake Transformers with no souls, and like. And they went to China. And like, I was like, oh, he was like, yeah, okay, yeah. All right, I see what you're doing, Michael Bay. Yeah, get your get your paycheck so you can make the movies you want to make, like Pain and Gain and 13 Hours. Do whatever you need to do. All right. I'm not mad. Pain and Gain good movie, too. I, that was... Hey, if, if Transformers, was it 5, 6, 7... And 8, 9, 10, if it, if it gets it so he can go make Bad Boys 3... Whatever. Well, I think Bad Boys 3 was in the cards, regardless. I know. It's like but, a, yeah, but still, like, 
hey, if they get more money because another Transformers is gonna make a billion dollars, make more commercials. I don't, I don't like. I'm not even mad. I like that they're upfront with the fact they're making commercials for cars and toys. <laughs> Everything in Transformers is honest. Was that soda that was in the first Transformers movie, like all over the place? Oh yeah, I forget. Oh, like yeah. a mountain special Mountain Dew. Uh huh. And I remember, like, the soda, <laughs> the soda machine like, turned into a Transformer. Turned, and then, like somebody was drinking like a, one of the sodas too. Like at another point, like a like really extreme close up on like mm-hmm. the the bottle, and she dropped. You see it like on the floor. Oh, the newest one too. Like he had that beer, and, like he cracked it open with like the sword. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, like it's it's. <laughs> It's, it's it's to me that's what I like because the Marvel movies feel like lies. Like you got com- your commercials, but you're trying to act like you're not. Stop playing. <laughs> Stop lying to me. So yeah. All right, Joey, I gotta go to sleep. Also, there's no there's no cemetery wind in those uh in those Marvel movies either. No one, no one, no one freaking wins. They have terrible third acts, and those movies never end. <laughs> That was the name of that thing, right? Cemetery Wind, right? Wasn't that the name of that, like, that, uh, Got me like a dog as a and pin. Speaking of which, got a leash and a wish just to rock you, man. Make a militant move, beat my strategy. End of the day, you're not mad at me. Not dealing with nobody, now that's what you told me. I said, hey, yo, it's cool, we could just be friendly. Cause, yo, picture me messing it up. Her mind not corrupt with the LC cups. Shit. I'm on my J-O, bullshit and hoping that the day goes slow. Wow. Got me like a friend, what confuses me though? It's kisses when we breathe, tell me what's the deal, yo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you caught my heart for the evening. Kiss my cheek, move then you confuse things. Should I just sit out or come harder? Help me find my way. Now you caught my heart for the evening. Kiss my cheek, move then you confuse things. Should I just sit out or come harder? Help me find my way. Now why you wanna go and do that love, huh?